Hello, welcome to Endless Free Time with Jillian Eflis. I am Jillian Eflis, woman, poet, writer. I have been working on my career in writing, and I have shared a specific short story on my Facebook page, JillianEflis.com, for readers. Today, I'm going to share it for you in the medium of audio file. So, it is a fan fiction of the Muppet Babies, but it is along the lines of the macabre. So, I do recommend um, listener discretion. There will be violent content and language not suitable for children under 17. So I appreciate you tuning in. I hope that you follow my page uh, on Facebook, JillianFlis.com, that you follow my podcast and like and share with your friends. I would love to get feedback as well. I'm always open to that. So, without further ado, I present to you, written by Jillian Eflis, Behind the Curtain, The Miss Nanny Story. You were told to wait in the car, Miss Nanny told the empty space around her. You probably know Miss Nanny from the popular kids' television show, The Muppet Babies. The beloved child star has been dear to the American public for decades. But what most people never suspected was the true meaning of the show, an autobiography of a young girl suffering from paranoid delusions, of small animals living in her playroom and going on so many wonderful adventures. The cast has also been kept in the dark about the true nature of the show as well. Since Miss Nanny was a small girl of five years old, she's had the spectacular imaginings of Kermit, Miss Piggy, and the whole gang. In the beginning, her parents were concerned as a bright green-eyed frog and a bossy pig were having a love affair that burned hotter than the very stars in the sky their fear only intensified knowing a scraggly mop animal was living in a garbage bin somewhere in their daughter's mind. Her mother had frequent dreams of small red bears pooping on the potty. She would wake screaming into the still New York night, sobbing into her husband's chest as their sanity and marriage slowly unraveled. Miss Nanny, sleeping peacefully, in her bedroom down the long, narrow hall was a constant thorn in their psyche. When Miss Nanny turned seven, her parents consulted a television talent manager and a psychotherapist in regards to their sweet and disturbed daughter. She was a slight girl then, only 60 pounds, with flowing blonde curls and emerald eyes that burned with a dangerous intensity. 
The Hollywood man said he had a plan to make her big, to make her shine. All her parents had to do was sell away her friends. You must sign. They must be mine. His silver tongue lazily beckoned to their ears. He appealed to their sensibilities and the promises of money, royalties, and an apartment overlooking the park. The mother and the father were delirious from sleep deprivation and the toxicity of living with a mentally disturbed young, beautiful girl. They were quick to sign to release the plague from their mind, from their house, from their lives. The psychotherapist was not as happy about the idea as the family and the producer had been. It would only lead to a complete mental breakdown, he warned, the parents before being fired due to totally legitimate reasons. A new team of doctors were brought onto the case and paid for entirely by the show's producers. They agreed to work with the girl and to record the sessions for the show's writers. The footage taken every session was like their own personal font of imagination. Her words and their creativity turned Miss Nanny's illness into a magical half-hour of fun for the entire family. It wasn't too long before every boy and girl in America knew about the Muppet Babies, a gang of human-like animals that preached manners and etiquette to the masses, was taking the country by storm. Miss Nanny's team of doctors in the network agreed that it was the worst option to aid in her growth if her parents and network executives cast her as herself on the show. It will be a terrible idea for her to live in the dial of reality. We do not want to make her sad. We do not want to cross who she is. Dr. Snuggly Pants once told reporters, The real hard part will be having her interact with the actors in the Muppet suits. Once we can get over that bump, it will be smooth sailing, retorted the CFO. The first day of filming... On September 15th, 1984, was a bloodbath that has haunted the cast and crew ever since. Miss Nanny was not able to mentally register her thoughts being manifested into a tangible reality. The child grabbed Kermit by his arm and screamed while using him as a type of axe to hit and dismember the cast, the rest of those adorable actors. There was blood everywhere, man. That was some sick shit. The little fucker had the devil in her blood, recalls a cameraman. Interviewed last week during his smoke break. But it didn't stop the producer, man. They just had us clean up and burn the bodies off site. I don't know what they did to that little girl to make her less crazy. But the 33rd set of cast members are the ones that survived. Maybe she was just tired at that point. I'm not really sure, man. But those are guys you remember from back in the 80s. We call them Miss Nanny's Chosen Ones. Man, thank God. Or whatever you want to believe in, man. Buddha, fucking Santa Claus, whatever, dude. But thanks some fucking guy that bitch calmed the fuck down. My soul is really dark from burning all those bodies, man. There are just some things you can't unsee, can't undo. 
I don't know why the hell no one else sees how fucked up this shit is, man. I don't know. I have to go. I'm wanted on set. Hey, Mom. He waves to the camera as he puts a cigarette out with his shoe and walks away. The show was taken off the air for some time due to legal matters, the urging of doctors, and Miss Nanny's ever-declining health. As you know, that was not the last of the beloved child star that that we have seen. With a recent reboot in 2018, the Miss Nanny was released from the sanitarium and reunited with her real imaginary friends once again. The star is never recorded above the knee due to the devastation that time has taken on her body and her appearance. Once blue-eyed, sociopath with a twinkling laugh and impossibly bright eyes, is now haggard and taking 15 different psychotropic medications a day over the course of 20 years. Her hair is no longer flaxen and full, but more a tepid watercolor, breaking three inches deep. Her vibrant, murderous soul, just a hushed lullaby behind dark eyes. Thank you again for tuning in to Endless Free Time with Jillian Athlas. Please leave comments. Let me know what you thought. If you'd like to see more episodes like this, I'd be more than happy to share some of my ridiculousness. If you'd like to know more about me as a person, as a writer, as a woman, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, follow me and listen and Be well. Thank you again.